everybody. Welcome back to Not Qualified. I'm Zeph. With me is Joe. We are going to talk about a couple things today, but before we get started, I wanted to encourage all of you, if you listen to us and you enjoy this, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would help us out a ton. It'll bump us up in the algorithm, um, and I will love you forever. So please do that. Um, all right. So, Joe, how are you doing? Uh, doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Cool, cool. Um, so, I think... We should just catch up a little bit. Yeah. Talk about some movies, um, yeah. movies we we've seen since the last episode, and then if we have time, we'll go into something more specific. Yeah, so. yeah. I, every the the past four episodes have been very topical about a very specific subject or a specific movie. So I think it'd be good just to go over movies that we've seen because that's kind of how we we started it. Was like, oh, we're just going to talk about movies we like, whatever. Yeah, and we were like, oh, we're just going to talk about yeah. anything since the last episode. Which yeah. we decided eventually it's probably best to get more specific so people know what they're in for when they when they click. But, yeah, but um, we're watching movies all the time. We're yeah. always getting caught up in more cinema. There's tons of movies, like classic, great movies that we still haven't seen. Um, I'm going to make a confession for both of us. We're only halfway through Citizen Kane, and we started that like a year and a half ago. Yeah, man. I... Not, not that's not a dog on Citizen Kane. Man. No, when we like, were watching really it, we were like, "Holy it. crap!" That, like I can see everything that this pioneered yes. and the the, the the cinematic influence. Yeah, I can see it. Incredible. It's great. But then we got halfway through and we fell asleep, and we just never finished it. And I think movies like that are the reason we started the podcast in the first place. Because we have a really bad habit of watching movies together and pausing it and talking about the movie. Yes. And that's it. And that's what and, we did, and, and then we, we never finished it. We, it took us weeks to finish The Lighthouse. And eventually... Yeah, oh man, well that's for a lot of reasons. That's and eventually, eventually we, uh, we said, hey, how about we, instead of just pausing the movie and wasting our time talking to no one, let's, let's record. Yeah, let's just record it. Um, and I think that's just every white dude's dream is just a thing yeah. that people want to listen to as well. Lucky for me, I own a microphone. So no, lucky for you guys, we yeah. own a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Um, so we're just going to talk about a couple movies we've seen since the last episode, which yeah. is quite a few, I think. Do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, I had the privilege of going and seeing uh, Land, directed by and starring by and starring by and starring Robin Wright. Oh, she directed it. She directed. I did not know that. Um, I thought it was a good movie. I'm going to give her a score right off the bat. I'm going to put it at like 35, 32, 32. We'll say 32. It's a pretty good score. You're, I definitely, tell, you're telling me you wouldn't put it at 33? Nah, 32. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was a very well-shot movie. I thought it was beautiful. There's tons of nature shots. Uh, lots of background indie folk music. Great stuff. Things I like. Uh, it's a slice-of-life movie, so you're just watching somebody live. Also stuff I like. Downside is, it's super bummy and kind of depressing. So if you want to watch a really depressing movie... Go ahead, check it out. It's in theaters right now. Uh, it'll probably still be in theaters by the time this uh, this episode comes out. Um, I wanted to do something. Um, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a review that I read in the theater right before I watched this, and I'm gonna read this review. How I think he, whoever this, this is, man a user is, review. This Google is a review. Google user review of this movie. I think this is hilarious. I think we should do this for every movie we talk about. <laughs> and I love it. Um, I'm going to read this how I think this person, this anonymous person, left this. You can go find it yourself. <laughs> it's public knowledge. Not sure why it was rated PG-13. No sex. No bad language. Pretty boring. A deer gets shot for food. It's a great nature film. Snow, trees, mountains. Not much of a plot. No romance. 
no purpose. Actress is not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Left early after about 85% of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> my my oh favorite my thing about it is, first of all, Robin Wright not attractive, you know, Princess yeah. Buttercup unattractive. And then also, um, the, the fact that it reads like it's a 14-year-old <laughs> who had to go see it with his mom because it was PG-13 and he was bitter about it. <laughs> like, why'd they have to rate it PG-13? Um, overall, I liked the movie. Um, this is a spoiler alert for both the viewers of the movie and for the video game Red Dead Redemption 2. So heads up, skip, skip ahead a couple minutes if you don't want to hear this. Um, the movie is essentially the stranger's quest from Red Dead Redemption 2 where you go and teach the lady how to hunt and survive in the wild after her husband dies. And then, you know, if you play the game, Arthur Morgan uh, dies of pneumonia. Right? That's what tuberculosis? Which one was it? Tuberculosis. Um, T- TB. TB. Yeah. Uh, lumbago. And he dies of an illness. It's it's. I'm not even kidding. It was very similar to that. Just that stranger's mission. She goes out to the wilderness to live in Wyoming. She's depressed, or because her family died. And then uh, this man, I think his name is Miguel. I want to say cowboy guy lives in Wyoming. Teaches her how to hunt and fish after uh, finding her almost dead. And then succumbs to an illness. Uh, yeah. Overall, great movie. Well. Really good movie. I liked it. That was pretty good. Uh, that's my rating. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I haven't seen it, so we'll, yeah. I'll talk about something I've seen. Um, I've seen a few things more than you, I think, in the past couple weeks. Yeah, um, for sure. So, one thing that I watched uh, is Starman, another John Carpenter movie yes. I hadn't seen. <clears throat> um, and I know people are going to be like, oh my gosh, you won't shut up about John Carpenter. But I saw Starman two nights ago, and I have not stopped... Three nights ago, I have not stopped thinking about it. Um, I loved that movie. And I might have to do some uh, some jujitsu with my rating and, and rearrange some things, but I, I think I would put it at another number two, which seems a little excessive, because then I've got like four John Carpenter movies on number two slot. Yeah. Maybe bump one down, but maybe not, because I really do like them all that much. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I might even like Starman better than They Live. And I, we just did an episode on They Live and how much I love that. Yeah. Um, but this movie did something that They Live did not do, and that is make me cry like a baby. I bawled during Starman. I'm not, and I've said that a couple times to you. Yeah. I'm not trying to hype it up like it's the saddest movie ever. It's not. It's just a touching, like feel-good movie, yeah. and it's really well done. Um, and it's funny. It has Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen. Um, it's just like a it's like a sci-fi rom-com, um, which is an interesting genre. I'd have to think for a second before I could think of another thing to fit into that. But it was really good, probably at a number two, um, and we'll do a full episode on it in the future whenever you've seen it. So yeah, okay. um, I won't say any more about it. Cool, cool. Uh, another movie that we had both seen for the first time uh, was Singing in the Rain. Yeah, I don't know how I had avoided it my whole life. My family loves it, and I'm, I just somehow didn't never saw it. I'm sorry, Singing in the Rain. Singing, yeah, oh, that apostrophe. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I man. thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I get why that's Josie's favorite movie. Yeah, like that movie rocks. It it really did. It um, was great. It, it's probably, I mean, I guess I haven't seen an abundance of movie musicals. Yeah, you're right. Um, but it's definitely probably up in the top five. I yeah. mean, it's toward the top of the list. Oh yeah. 
Um, yeah, it was great. What's funny is I've seen La La Land, and I've, I love La La Land. Yeah. And then watching Singing in the Rain, I was like, oh, so that this is what <laughs> this is where La La Land yeah, came from. I mean, this Daniel is like Chazelle's inspiration. Yeah, very clearly oh, yeah. clear parallels there. What? Um, Man. Man, that movie was really good. Cinematography was fascinating. The set yeah, design in, was in what uh, singing in the rain. rain. Yes, yeah. I, I there yeah. were some shots. I was like, how the heck did they yeah. do that? The scarf dance was like probably one of the most just trippy, oh, trippy, entrancing, yeah. you know, yeah. scenes in a movie. I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Love. I mean, the music was great. Music was it was fantastic. just a really good musical, yeah. and it really it brought you back to that era, that golden yeah. age of cin- cinema that yeah. we just that's lost to us today. You know, yeah. it's just. Uh, nostalgic and uh, really well done even by today's standards that's a great movie so. yeah and I think something that your family had brought up uh, when we were watching the movie is Gene Kelly has a history of ballet dancing mm-hmm. and he really portrays that in the movie and it makes him seem super athletic and very light on his feet yeah um, can you imagine if he was not fit like if he was just really out of shape he was just like a chubby dude just a chubby dude because I can't like bro no. he was just floating he was all over the stage he was an incredible dancer he was an incredible dancer I can't imagine had he not had that training every, to have done every, that all the choreography every yes. dance scene in that movie was entrancing it was crazy yes. I was like holy cow the, uh, the, whenever they're in the uh, the office and him and you know, what's his face his friend are doing the tap dancing together yes oh man that was wild yeah the chair scene the chair scene loved it it's insane. Uh-huh. Great movie. I, I probably put that at like a, I don't know, seventeen. Mm. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly where I'd put yeah. it. Somewhere in there, fifteen to seventeen. So, yep, stamp of approval. Yep. Great movie. The only movie musical I can think of that's better is the Muppet movie, nineteen seventy nine. Which <laughs> I'll save that for another day. Um, okay, another movie that we both have seen that I forgot when we were prepping for this and thinking yeah. of movies we've seen, neither of us remembered it we watched the patriot for the first time oh my gosh you're right oh man it's oh man <laughs> and i cannot stress enough how blown away i was by that movie and why have i never seen it we own it my family owns it on dvd growing up and i just never watched it i'd seen like two scenes from it that movie was incredible yeah man I get it right it's a dude movie whenever we yeah. watched it with the guys I was like oh, they were like I can't believe you've seen this movie you haven't seen this movie mm-hmm. it's like the generic guy movie I'm like okay I'm sure it's great I've heard about it you know I get everybody watches it I thought it was gonna be kind of like a boring period piece with Mel Gibson it was right? not that oh man god that movie was brilliant it made it me patriotic excellent. it gave me chills it made me cry yes it, it was the pacing was so good for a three hour movie I was on the edge of my seat the whole time even the weird yeah the weird beach wedding scene I was yeah. still invested in the story yeah. it was great all the way through man I have nothing bad to say about that, that four film. That's my score for that. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a four so as that well. That movie freaking rocks. And I don't know if we'll do a full episode on it in the we future. We probably will. Yeah, and we'll probably do. We're planning to do a Mel Gibson episode yeah. as well because neither of us have seen Braveheart. <laughs> um, and I think sorry. So I think we'll probably watch Braveheart. We'll watch the first, the original Mad Max trilogy. Yeah. We'll watch a couple other things. Uh, we'll rewatch Passion. Pat, <laughs> man, I don't know if I can handle that. Um, um, yeah. I want to watch Fat Man. I know it's not. Oh yeah, and time. we'll watch Fat Man. Yeah, and yeah, so. and then we'll do a full Mel Gibson episode yeah, at some I point in the future. Fun, so. so, we'll get back to you on that. The Man Patriot. Yeah, yeah the Patriot. So freaking good. <laughs> so man. good. Oh Woo. man. Um, Chef's kiss. Yeah. Mwah. Okay. So another movie I watched recently. Um, <laughs> yeah, and this one is gonna go the other way. Uh, 
is <laughs> The Bye Bye Man. Caitlin and I watched The Bye Bye Man, and I I, I want you to watch it. I don't want to say too much, because yeah. um, I want to, you to watch it. If there's any vital stuff... We'll just the next time we do an update, we'll talk a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to begin or how bad this movie was. I, I can say safely, I think it's probably the worst horror movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't bad enough to be hilarious. It was just bad, just across the board bad. Mm-hmm. There was no staking cake. There was nothing funny enough to be bad that I laughed yeah. at. It was just bad, and um, it it didn't make sense. And it was a bunch of tropes and cliches presented to you. As if you've never seen them. Yeah. Um, and then the acting was bad. It was terribly, terribly written. I mean, that was the worst part. There were some cool shots, but it was written so badly. Um, it was also, I'm pretty sure, I, I haven't looked this up. I think it was probably filmed digitally, mm-hmm. um, at least the opening scene, because it looked like it was shot on an iPhone and then color corrected to be really bright. It looked like Midsummer at the beginning. Um, anyway, but all around terrible. Um, and without a doubt, the stupidest title for a movie that I have ever, <laughs> ever experienced. Like, yes, I don't think it could be less scary. The fact that the monster in it is called the Bye Bye Man. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a child's moniker. Yes, I did not want to watch that movie because of the title. Yeah, well, you made the right call. I mean, it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, I think I would put it. We watched another. Bad movie recently, yes, which we can talk I about was in about a second. To bring that up, yes. And uh, I would not put that. That one was bad in jo- in an enjoyable way because yes. you're like, what the heck is happening? We'll talk yeah. about that in a second. But this one was just flat out bad. I think I would easily give it a score of ninety six. That's bad, man. Yeah, like bottom of the that list. That's not good. Um, and <laughs> the the basic premise, just real quick, is that there's a monster. Um, who looks like Darth Sidious. He's not scary at all. They show him very clearly. He's just a guy with wrinkly skin and long fingers. No. And he doesn't do anything creepy. He's just a guy in a cloak. Like a Darth Sidious cloak. And uh, he has no backstory. He has no explanation. He's just a scary man. And if you think of him or say his name, then he he shows up. But he doesn't do anything to you. He doesn't kill anyone the whole movie. He just kind of makes you crazy. Or makes you... Seem kind of weird to your friends. Interesting. And that's it. And then it escalates based on absolutely nothing. Do they do that one scene in every horror movie where like we have to invest? Oh my gosh! I said that to Caitlin. <laughs> I said that I, whenever it happened, I was like, "Holy crap!" There, no, not only does that trope exist in this movie, it is the most basic version of that trope. Where Wait. every every horror movie, uh, you know, yeah. three quarters of the way through or maybe halfway through, has a scene where the character goes to a library. To investigate, uh, or they go like in the ring. They go to the the computer archives in the changeling. They look at the newspaper, the microfilm. Every horror movie has that, uh, where they they just do research to dump expository nonsense on the audience to tell you this is what the monster is. Yeah, they have that scene, and it is the most like this is the cookie cutter version of that scene. The main character goes to the library, asks for all the sources on the bye bye man, and or don't think it, don't say it, or whatever. And then just pours over documents until he finds it. And then he looks up from his library table and the bye-bye man is sitting at the table. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. That's all I'll say <laughs> on that stupid movie. Um, a horror movie I really enjoy that I want to watch with you is Sinister. Okay. We'll talk about it later. It. We'll give it a score later. The bad movie that I had watched for the first time, you had seen it a year ago when it had come out. Yes, I showed you. I made you watch you this made, movie. I've been, I've been wanting to watch it because you told me the plot and I was like, that is... 
completely insane. The what an absurd plot. The movie I'm talking about is Last Christmas with Amelia <laughs> Clark. And oh my goodness, was it ridiculous? Yeah. It was a bad movie. I think objectively a bad movie. Oh, really bad. Here's the thing. It was so bizarre, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's a great movie to watch with friends. So yes, I well, would never watch that. Last Christmas, <laughs> no pun intended, me and Caitlin went last Christmas to watch it in the theater. Yeah. Um, and I will say that when we watched that in the theater, we went in thinking it was just going to be a cheesy, hallmarky Christmas movie, and um, we were just going to watch it and then be like oh nice uh and then leave but it was not that um it started off pretty cheesy and you know i didn't say anything and we're just watching a cheesy christmas movie right and then the longer it goes the more me and caitlin are looking at each other with dumbfounded expressions on our faces like what in the world yeah were they thinking what is this i guess we can spoil it Right, I mean, it's not gonna. We talk about movies. Just if you're gonna okay. hear the movie in the title here, yeah. Or we're gonna talk about the movie at all. Assume, just expect skip. spoilers. Yeah, I feel like that shouldn't be. I feel like that should be obvious. So spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This movie is insane. They pull a, they pull a, they pull a sixth sense, I guess, kind of. Um, yeah. So first of all, the entire plot is based on Wham songs. And all the soundtrack is Wham songs. Yeah. Whatever. I it's, like Wham. It's like Mamma Mia. Yes. But How they just have shoehorn songs in. They shoehorn songs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I do not like Mamma Mia. But uh, that's a... Fascinating. Yeah. I really like Mamma Mia. That's uh, something for another day. <laughs> um, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, in Last Christmas, it's about a girl who works at a Christmas shop with um, her boss, who is an Asian woman named Santa Claus. And they sell Christmas items, and then they... Well, man, this is going to take up the rest of the episode to talk about this. And then they... Like, her, she meets a boy. You talk about it. I, I don't know. Okay, right. She works at a Christmas store, and she's kind of like a deadbeat person. She, like, gets drunk, and she's a horrible friend, and crashes on her friend's couches, and destroys their stuff, and is never apologetic about it. And she just lives her life like that, and I don't know how she survives mm-hmm. in this life or whatever. Uh, and then you find out in the backstory, last Christmas, ha, she was in a... Someone, ga- someone gave her her heart. heart. She got a heart transplant. Literally. And the the end of the movie, you find out the guy that she's been being romantic with, that she's been developing this relationship with, didn't exist. He's been dead. It's a ghost. And he, the heart that is in her chest is his donated heart. And it was the most absurd plot twist in a movie I've ever seen in my life. So there, there's a way to do this twist well, okay? And that's done in Sixth Sense. Yeah. Where you don't notice it, you know, you don't call it because it all the scenes are blocked really well. That's a huge part yeah. of it. And the way the characters act doesn't... They don't do anything that would make them seem absolutely insane. So, like, in The Sixth Sense, the kid knows Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. And they show him die. Yes. You see Bruce Willis die in the first ten minutes. And then they still manage to convince you that he's real. Yes. And and the kid kid knows he's a ghost the whole time. Yeah. Um, That's why he doesn't want to talk to him. That's why... I mean, the whole time, the kid knows Bruce Willis is the one who doesn't know. Um, and then there's another way you can go with it, which is the Black Ops route. If you've never played Call of Duty Black Ops, uh, turn yeah. your ears away. But Phenomenal game. Yes, where Retsnov 
that's his name, right? Retsnov? I think um, so, yeah. Never existed. He was a, an alter ego, figment, figment of the main character's imagination. And it flashes back and shows you, like, there are times in the game where Retsnov is doing things, like saving you from bad guys or doing insert whatever here, yeah. killing somebody. It flashes back and it shows you that that was you. Your character was doing this whole t- yeah. the whole time. It's just that you black out, put on this other persona, and kind of watch yourself do it out of it's, body space. It's, right? Black Ops was like Fight Club. It's like Fight Club, yes, yeah. exactly. That's another great example, where it was just the main character doing it the whole time. Mm-hmm. This tries to take the middle road. like yeah. the, the And it makes her seem insane. Like, she's actually just belongs in an insane asylum. Yes. But, and, like, the scene in the beginning where she's changing in the street, and she's yes. like, oh, hold up a coat to block so people don't see me changing. Change in the middle of the road. And, yeah. uh... Then, at the end of the movie, it flashes back and shows that she was just changing in the middle of the road. Yeah. Like a crazy person, thinking that this... Like, she was actually hallucinating a man. Yeah. She was actually just insane. Yes. She, she breaks into an... Yeah, yes, schizophrenia. She just she breaks into an apartment and sleeps there by herself, which it doesn't explain how she even got the key or... Nothing makes sense in this movie. Yes. But it's so entertaining. Yes, it's so entertaining, and that's not even counting all the random, random dead-end subplots that happen and oh, the amount of times they sing the freaking song. That Last Christmas shows yes. up so many times. Oh my goodness. But yeah, the, the subplots with the sister and with the Santa and the weird German sauerkraut guy. Yeah. And then sauerkraut, that was not a slur. That's He literally is into sauerkraut in the movie. Yes. Um, he loves it. Yes. And they keep talking about how much he eats it. <laughs> that, so that's weird. That's his only character trait. <laughs> and he's a cereal He's killer. just like Bro, pickled cabbages. So yeah. Um, and then they shoehorn in this stupid Brexit subplot. Yes. Where they're on a bus and the, this dude comes on and he hears them speaking, um, where, where are they from? Uh, they're from Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. But whatever. See, here's these people speaking another language and, uh, and he's like, go back, go back to where you came go from. Go back to your country, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, speak English here. And then she, then the mom watches Brexit happening on the TV and is yeah. crying. They hate, they hate us. us. <laughs> so stupid. Then it immediately yeah. moves on. Yeah. And then doesn't talk about it again. And then the movie ends with a song and dance number. I mean, yes, it is the, the most idiotic the last movie. act of the movie, she's like, I'm just going to get involved with the homeless shelter and stage a musical. Why? Why would she do that? Because they have, no to end, they have to end with her singing the song, Joseph. I guess so. That's fine. There is so much more we could talk about with this movie. That I mean, movie sucked so fantastically. Bad. Yes. I'm going to give it like a 67. Yeah, I'll give it a 75. The, the thing is, it would be lower. Based on the quality of the film, yeah. it'd probably be in the 80s or yeah. 90s. But... But it was so bonkers that it bumps it up 20 points. Yeah. It's just fascinating to watch. Yes. How can you write a movie that absurd? Yeah. Yeah. That's so there's that. But it doesn't bump it up enough to be in the, uh, above yeah. 50. I mean. um, <laughs> this is for a different episode because we don't have time to finish this. Okay. Um, speaking of schizophrenia, I like Ratatouille. I love Ratatouille. A lot. Remy the Rat is for sure schizophrenic and a criminal. Join us next time on Not Qualified to find out why.